Psachim Perik Zayin Mishnah Dalad Seven Four, and now we begin a whole new topic. Um, for the next number of Mishnahs, we'll be discussing the halachas that apply to bring the Korban Pesach in a state of tumah. But one's tummy, meaning having he's been exposed to uh, a dead body in some way. So the general rule is that when one becomes tummy from any source of tumah, not just a dead body, but from a dead sheretz, or if he's a zav or touches a nida, etc., etc. So then he has no bring, business bringing korbanos. He can't eat korbanos. He can't even come into the base of Mikdash area. He's tummy. There's a special waiver that when it comes to Korm Pesach, if one cannot bring his Korm Pesach because he's tummy from exposure to a, a corpse, a mace, so then he will bring his Korm Pesach as a Pesach Sheni in the following month. In other words, the normal time to bring Korm Pesach is the 14th of Nisan. If this person became tummy through exposure to a corpse, he won't bring it in the 14th of Nisan under normal circumstances. He'll bring it the next month on the 14th of Iyar as a Pesach Sheni. Now, the Pasuk that stipulates that says, Ish, Ish, if you have an, an individual, who became Tameh through exposure to a corpse, that person, he won't bring his normal corpse Pesach on the 14th of Nisan. Instead, the Pasuk continues, this is Pasuk Bamidbar, Amperktes, Pasuk Yod, now I'm skipping to Pasuk Yod Aleph, V'asa Pesach Lashem, he will now bring a new corpse Pesach to Hashem, but that will be B'chodesh Hasheni in the second month, I mean, the first month is Nisan, so the second month is now Iyar. Bar yom bin harbam yasoso. He'll do it on the 14th of that second month, in the 14th of of uh, Sivan. Excuse me, of, of Iyar. Did I say Sivan? I'm sorry, Iyar. The 14th of Iyar. Second month is Iyar. Now, um, there's a drush to be made here. The drush is, it says, ish ish. If you have an individual who has this scenario, he will push off his Korban Pesach from the first month to the second month. It's a Pesach Sheni. So the drasha is that if it's not an individual, but a national situation, or the nation, or at least the majority of the nation, because the status of the majority of the nation will go after the majority, if the majority of the nation has been exposed to corpse tumah, meaning that it would be unable to bring the Korban Pesach in its proper time, the 14th of Nisan, so then the rule is, the, the learned out exegetically from the ish-ish individual, is if it's the majority of the people, so then everyone will bring the Korban Pesach, on the 14th of Nisan, in its proper time, even though they're tummy. This is quite peculiar, but that's the din. The din is that notwithstanding the fact they're tummy, everyone will be bringing Korban Pesach, and even eating, eating the Korban Pesach at Leil HaSeder in a state of Tumah. Okay, more on that topic a little later on, and we have much more to say on it, actually, in the next upcoming Mishnayos. We have another Mishnayos. But for our Mishnah over here, the point is that there is a separate drasha to be learned, the Gezer Shava. um, which is that when it comes to the Korban Pesach, it says it must be brought b'mo'ado in its proper time. And by other karbonos, talking about the karbonos that one brings during the, the Shalosh Regalim, Pesach Shvuosukas, it says b'mo'adeichem, it must be brought in their proper time. The Gezer Shava connecting mo'ado to mo'adeichem says that any time, it teaches us, that any time you have a korban sibor, that is to say a communal offering, not a private offering, but a communal offering. And it's a Korban Sibur that has to be brought in a fixed time, as a specific time it has to be brought. So then, like the Korban Pesach, if the majority of um, the Kohanim, according to the Rambam, according to others, if all the Kohanim are Tameh, so then that Korban Sibur, 
there's a man kavua, then the, the communal offering that has a very spe- has a specific time will be brought even though the kohanim are tummy. Okay? So that's learned out from the Korban Pesach. And we're going to focus on that topic over here in our Mishnah. So the Mishnah begins, I should speak this out a little more fully for a second to make sure it's clear. It's going to come out then that for the Korban Pesach, if either the majority of the people or the Kohanim, or even if all the klisharis, the utensils used in the base of English are Tameh, from exposure to the Quartz Tuma, any of those three possibilities, then the Korban Pesach is brought anyways and consumed anyways. And if the Kohanim or the utensils are Tameh, then you will still bring the Korbanos Tzibor, the, na- the communal offerings that are, that are, um, have as Mankavu, a fixed time, um, they'll be brought even though it's a state of Tuma. So the, the Kohanim or the utensils, not the people. In other words, if the majority of the people are Tameh, but the Kohanim are Tahor, so then you, excuse me, if the majority of the people are Tahor, but the Kohanim are Tameh, then you would anyways bring the communal offering, but it has a fixed time. If the majority of the people are Tameh, so that doesn't change anything. It's not relevant for, for Korban Sibra. You just look if you have a Kohanim, do what they got to do. As far as how many Kohanim, so the Rambam understands even the majority of the Kohanim being Tameh, the majority of the Kohanim in Yushalayim being Tameh would now kick in this, this dispensation, um, whereas others learn it means you have to only have, only if all the Kohanim are Tameh would you be have this waiver. Otherwise, you can't have a Tameh Kohen doing doing uh, the Avodah. You'll have to find some Tahor Kohen to do that, uh, offering that particular communal sacrifice. Um, so now one last point before I go inside the Mishnah. You see here once again, it's not the first time or even the second time in the Masech that you see there's a treating of the Korban Pesach like a Korban Sibur, as if it were, so to speak, a national um, communal offering, just that while other Korbanos Hatsibur, other communal offerings are, you bring one or two, whatever it is, animals, and sort of everyone else just participates vicariously through it, through the agency of the Kohen. Here, when it comes to Korban Pesach, we don't want to have like sort of a spectator sport. We want to have everyone being actively involved and engaged in the Korban Pesach, eating a part of it, and therefore everyone brings the Korban Pesach individually, or at least in Chaburas and groups, but it's as if it it's as if it's like one, so to speak, one national Korban Sibra, a national, a national offering. Okay, so the mission says in size, Chamisha Devarim Ban Batuma, there are five kinds of offerings that are brought even in a state of Tuma. However, the mission is going to focus here on the consumption and contrast the consumption of those offerings with their offering. So it says they'll be offered, but they won't be consumed. So that means the Kohen, if the Kohanim are all tame, they'll anyways bring these korbanos, but they won't eat the meat or the food of these korbanos. Okay? Now, don't take this chamisha too seriously. Although it says five, there are actually many more than five. These are five that the Kohanim would be eating the some part portion of the offering, but now they're not. There are many korbanos which are, let's say, um, olos. They're just wholly burnt, entirely burnt offerings. And that being the case, they're not making the list here in our Mishnah because they'll be brought if they are a korban sibur with a, a zman kavua. But the Mishnah doesn't mention them because anyways, the Kohanim won't be eating any of that meat. It's all getting burned. Um, <clears throat> and the point of our mission here is to focus on how they'll be offered but not eaten. And similarly, some korbanos are um, chataos, they're sin offerings, but they're chataos panimios, the blood is offered on the inner golden altar inside the Kodesh, inside the Heichel there. And and such korbanos are not eaten anyways, like the onion Kippur, the korban that goes Lashem. 
So no one eats from that meat, so it's not making the list here in our Mishnah, even though that offering as well would be brought if all the Kohanim, or according to Rabbah, most of the Kohanim were, were Tamer. Okay, but as far as Karbonos that are offered, even in a state of Tumah, if all the Kohanim or the Klisharis are Tameh, even though the, they won't be eaten, um, there are five. And the Mishnah Gemara also asks, well, we'll come back to why it's specifically five. That five here is coming to exclude the Chagiga, which you might have thought has a din like a Pesach, but it doesn't. Okay, so here, meaning the Chagiga is not brought in a state of Tumah, because it can be offered for the next seven days, not not the same thing. Okay, so here we have the list of five. There are five korbanos that are brought in a state of Tumah, but not eaten. The first is Haomer, the korban Omer. That, of course, is the barley offering that's brought on the second day of Pesach, on the 16th of Nisan. It is the matir. It enables um, the new grain crops to be consumed by people, transforming the crop from being chadash to yashan. Um, and what's normally brought is you take an Omer of barley. It's like 43.2 eggs in volume. Um, you make it like a... a barley flour, and you'll offer it on the Mizbeach, but you don't offer the whole thing, you just offer one kamitza, like one fistful, I'll translate it as, the three fingers, you know, whatever, the komets, you a fistful worth of the barley flour goes on the Mizbeach, the remainder of the offering will ultimately be eaten by Kohanim. But the Mishnah is going to say, well, the barley is offered, it's not eaten by the Kohanim, if they're offering it in a state of Tumah. Same goes with the shtehalechem are the two loaves that are waved in front of the Mizbeach on Shavuos, and they are made out of wheat, and they are made out of, they're, they're leavened, they're chametzik. So it's a little semantic here, but technically they're not, they're sort of not a korban as much as these loaves, or no portion thereof, go on the Mizbeach, because it's forbidden Midaris to bring chametz on the Mizbeach. However, they're conferred the status of a korban as much as, um, they're weighed in front of the Mizbeach, and they are sort of going part and parcel with other, um, another offering, this Shalmitz, this Shlom that's brought for the Tzibor as well. So they are like a quasi-carbon. And the point here is that the Kohanim will do the waving of these loaves, but not actually eat them if they're tummy, um, if the, all the Kohanim are tummy. Same goes Velechem HaPanim. Those are the showbreads. Those are those 12 loaves of bread that are kept um, for the whole week long on the inside the Kodesh, inside the Hechel, inside the, the, the sanctuary of the temple, on the Shulchan, one of those three main kalim uh, utensils there in the in the Kodesh is the the Shulchan, the table, the golden table, and the 12 loaves are kept on it. And every Shabbos, the 12 loaves are switched out for new 12 loaves of Lechem Upanim. Now, normally, those loaves are eaten on the Loaves of bread are kept two bezichin, two spoons that contain levona, which is frankincense, and that frankincense is burned on the mizbeach. But in such a scenario here, where people being everyone being tummy, you will yes be burning that frankincense, but no one will be eating the the uh, lechem upon him because they're all tummy, all the kohanim are tummy. Under normal circumstances, they sort of split it. The incoming, the the mamados, the, there are twenty four groups of kohanim get served for one week at a time, and they switch from one group to the next group on Shabbos afternoon. So the point is that the incoming would have half and the outgoing would have half of these of these breads, but none, no one's eating any of them because they're all tummy. Um, next is the Zivchei Shalmei Tzibor. These are the communal offerings that are brought. It's also on Shavuos. Um, they're these sheep that are brought. It's unusual. This is unique, actually, to have a Shlamim offering that's brought on behalf of the Tzibor. The Shlam have a special status of being Kachim. Whatever the case is, they're offered on Shavuos. They have to be brought on a special time. 
and they would normally be eaten, but here they're not going to be eaten, they'll just be offered because the Kohanim are Tameim. And finally, Usi'ire Roshe Chadashim, the fifth on the list here in the Mishnah, is the um, goats that are brought as sin offerings on Rosh Chodesh, that's in the Chaper for the people, and for um, introducing Tumah to the Mikdash, etc., that will be offered, but not eaten if all the Kohanim are tummy. And that's the list of five that our Mishnah has. As I spoke before, there are others that are on the list. So, now in contrast to that, HaPesach, Shabbat Batumah, when you bring a Korban Pesach, in a state of Tumah, Nechal Batumah, not only is it offered, meaning the blood is put on the Mizbeach, and the Emurim are burned, the sacrificial parts are burned on the Mizbeach, but also the people will eat the Korban, even though they're Tameh. Shlobom so Ela the whole point from the outset of bringing the Korban Pesach is nothing other than for people to eat it. So it was the primary purpose of the Korban Pesach, and this is very important. The primary purpose of the Korban Pesach is for people to consume of its meat, partake of its meat, and be um, participating in the Korban Pesach personally as a personal experience. That stands in contrast to all other Korbanos, which essentially are sort of there. The essential part of the Korban other times is the, the, um, what goes in the Mizbeach, the blood and the, and the Emurim. That's the essential, and the fact that people have to eat the meat, that's sort of secondary. But since the primary purpose of the Korban Pesach is the consumption, therefore um, they'll be, it'll be eaten in Tumah, as opposed to other Korbanos which are offered but not eaten in a state of Tumah.